0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.
1: Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to The Intentional Spirit with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes.
0: And welcome everyone. And wow, are we in store for a great Intentional Spirit show today. We're going to be talking with uh, Doug Vermeeran. And he is uh, trailblazing the efforts of teaching people all about being a millionaire, being comfortable, being successful, claiming their mastery, and living their divine on purpose life. Douglas, so grateful for you to be on the show today. And I just want to clarify: do I re- you prefer Douglas or Doug?
1: Oh, I'm so easygoing. Whatever you prefer. Actually, Doug is fine. Let's keep it easy, right?
0: <laughs> you got it. You got it. Well, you have become quite the expert in the field and all over the world as um, supporting people in their own personal power and, and mastery. How did you uh, shape shift your life? How was there a story there that you? you know, discovered one day, like, what is this all about? Or it takes more energy to be successful as it does to be a (laughs) failure. How did you tune in and tap into doing the work that you do?
1: Well, it's kind of interesting because I was not raised with personal development in my life. Uh, I had never, ever heard of the personal development industry. In fact, my father worked in construction and my mother babysat kids in the home. And so we were kind of lower middle class, uh, middle income. And so, um, for me, where the real shift happened is when I was in college, um, I took a job uh, over the summer selling test control door-to-door, you know, like for bugs. <laughs> uh, and a right. couple that, like I said, with, with door-to-door, like, I mean, door-to-door is a tough gig. And if any of your audience have ever done that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so I began to be kind of discouraged. I had a lot of bills at the time. The door-to-door thing wasn't working out. I was you know, reaching my wit's end, and I was just about to quit. And just before quitting, I had a a friend of mine say, you got to read this book, and he gave me a copy of Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. And if you're not familiar with that book, you remember that Napoleon Hill went out and he interviewed more than 400 of the world's top achievers in his day to write that book, people like Thomas Edison, Henry Ford, uh, Andrew Carnegie, the Rockefellers, the Wright Brothers, and many others. And so when I read that book, I decided that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to go out and learn from the world's top people And uh, I started doing that. And uh, obviously, I didn't get to, you know, everybody all at once. But over the course of a decade, I learned kind of how to get past gatekeepers and start getting access to some of the world's greatest. And I ended up connecting with people like Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, Richard Branson, Mark Cuban, Oprah Winfrey, um, you know, uh, the founders of FedEx and the CEOs of companies like Nike, Reebok, Fruit of the Loom, and many, many others. And that's kind of what really made the shift for me in not only my thinking but also the habits that I did that created the results that I started to get.
0: You just went to the top and worked your way down is what I'm hearing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well like I said, it didn't You didn't waste any time. You just went to the mountaintop and looked looked down and figured out the the keys to help everybody get there. That's That's wonderful.
1: Yeah. Well, it's crazy because I didn't begin at the top. I know it sounds kind of cool that I got to the top people, but the truth of the matter is, is I actually started where I was. I started with some very successful people that I already knew. And then at the end of one of our times together, uh, he asked me, he said, point blank, he says, you know what? Out of all these questions you've asked me, there's one question you haven't asked that's going to change everything. And I said, well, what's that? And he said, you haven't asked me who else I know that you should talk to. And so I began to ask that every time. And that's, what really got me from the production, right?
0: That is so powerful. So you, is that your most recent book? You've written so many, 10 Keys to Taking Your Business to Over 1 Million.
1: That was fun. Yeah. Actually, that one came as a result, funny enough, of one of my visits on Fox Business. I'm a regular on Fox and CNN and NBC and ABC and all these kind of things for money and passive income and, entrepreneurship and stuff. And so, uh, I was one time on, um, on Fox and the interviewer asked me, you know, after all your interviews with the world's top achievers and, you know, I've done pretty good money wise too. They said, what would be your top three things to tell people to take their business to over a million? And, um, quite frankly, live TV, right? So I had to come up with something really quick. I gave her three really good answers, but as I got on the airplane ride home, I realized that I'd given a pretty good answer, but there was still a lot more that, I needed to share, and that's kind of the basis of that book. So, uh, yeah, (laughs) we have a lot of fun. We do a lot of cool things. It
0: sounds like it. And why is this so important to you? Well,
1: that's a great question. I I think, you know, maybe one of the reasons why I think it's important, it comes down to this idea of passion and purpose. When I was doing my interviews with the world's top achievers, um, you know, I, I had this idea about, You know, so many gurus talk about find your passion, find your purpose. And I mentioned to this this idea to one of the top achievers one time, and he said, you know what? If you're out there just to find your passion and purpose, he said, that's kind of selfish. I said, well, what do you mean? Like, isn't that what we're here to do? Find out what really jazzes us up and gets us excited? He says, well, tell you the truth, the only time you're going to feel self-fulfilled is when you dial into a passion and purpose that you have that is actually valuable to someone else. I said, what do you mean by that? And he goes, well your greatest strength and fulfillment will come as you find how your passion and purpose overlap with the passion and purpose of others. And when you find those people that get your vibe and become your tribe, that's when you're going to feel like your work is validated and you're also going to be financially rewarded for it. And so it's always been my mission to kind of find the things that excite me, but even more important, find others that are excited by the same thing and it'd be a value and service to them. So that they can also reach their dreams. And that gives me not only the financial success, but those feelings of self validation that what I'm doing has purpose and meaning.
0: Mm, It's very powerful.
1: What is the gratitude experiment? Well, Gratitude Experiment was actually our second movie that we did. Um, What was kind of neat is as I went out and I interviewed the world's top achievers around the world, I was also at the very same time reading every success book that I could get my hands on. And for those that follow me on social media, you know that I'm a very avid reader. In fact, I read between 10 and 15 books per month. I actually post online what I do read, so we have lots of discussions around the books that I'm reading. And kind of what I discovered was a massive disconnect. In other words... What top achievers did didn't always match what was written in a lot of the success books. Most of the success books talk about, you know, time management and goal setting and habits and all these other kinds of things which are important, but there were a lot of things that were missing that top achievers also uh, were doing in their lives. And one of the big things that I noticed is never mentioned in any success books is the power of gratitude. And the truth of the matter is, is gratitude is one of the most important and powerful principles in the entire universe. And anything that gratitude touches, it will expand that. So in other words, if you want better relationships, you must start by becoming grateful for the ones you've got. If you want more abundance in your life, you need to be grateful for what you already have and treat it with care and so on and so forth. And so I decided that I really wanted to understand gratitude more. So that film, we actually did an experiment with gratitude involving some of the world's top personal development people. Like in that film, we've got Bob Proctor and we've got... John Gray, who did Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, and a handful of other really amazing people. And we studied the effects of gratitude on many of the key components in our life. How can we really use gratitude to expand what we want to grow? And that's, that's really the essence of the movie. We're very proud of it.
0: I, and we can get that online, correct? You definitely
1: can. Absolutely. Mm. Is it
0: thegratitudeexperiment.com? You can go to that
1: website, thegratitudeexperiment.com. But I believe okay. that it's also available on Amazon, and, and uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the different bookstores in the different countries we go to. Uh, so y- you'd have um, Borders, Barnes & Noble, Chapters Indigo, Waterstones, and uh, and similar stores like that also have it in their catalog. Well,
0: I would say um, I don't usually um, make the time of year, you know, the time that we're doing the show because th- these shows apply any time. But this Mm. is the time of year where it would be great to purchase uh, this film uh, for your friends and for your family members, because this is one of the, to me, one of the biggest uh, spiritual lacks that we have is we do not understand that what we focus on grows and exactly what you're saying. When most people talk about relationship, they talk about the unhappiness within the relationships. Um, the dysfunction within the relationships the what they're looking at in a new relationship to make sure it doesn't reflect what the old relationship had that they didn't like yeah. rather than let me just take what i have experienced and and be really grateful and be and understand that some have taught me what i want and some have taught me what i don't want and let me start there because yeah. people don't well, understand that puts you at an entirely different vibration Otherwise, you just keep attracting what you're already focusing on that you have that you didn't
1: want that you don't want any more of. Yeah, and this is a powerful discussion, too, and, and quite frankly, one that a lot of people have incorrectly understood. You know, here's the deal is you cannot create what you criticize. In other words, you can't attract what you criticize, and you cannot create abundance if you have one foot in scarcity. In other words, if you're complaining about a relationship, You cannot create abundance or a positive relationship by being in a state of complaint. And it's so interesting that one of the things I learned as I was interviewing the world's top achievers, and again, I've been practicing this now for 10 years, teaching people around the world, is that there's a lot of gurus that say, oh, you know what, you want to be successful, you need to eliminate all the toxic people from your life and all the negative thinking from your life. And you know what, I hate to say this, folks, it's not true. It's not true. The truth of the matter is, is if you cannot learn how to manage stress, You'll never, ever be able to learn how to create success. And so while I'm not saying, you, you know, you should hang on to abusers, you should get rid of those people. But what I am saying is that it's not a matter of eliminating all the toxic people in our life. That's not what being success is. It's a matter of learning how to establish correct boundaries and borders and managing those people in our lives. The truth of the matter is, is we're all human And so we've all got days where, let's be honest, where we are not our ideal self, where we're sometimes toxic or we're sometimes angry or hurt or frustrated or whatever. And so we can't go around eliminating those people. Instead, it's going to be much more effective if we learn how to heal those people. And that doesn't mean that we need to subscribe to their negativity, but it also doesn't mean that we cut them off entirely because it just isn't going to work. That puts you in a very reactive state. You're now responding rather than creating your own destiny through decision. And the minute that we give our power to another people, by, person by saying that, that that person is toxic or that person is negative, we've now limited our own power. So we need to say, yes, I recognize that that person is maybe negative, but then we keep the power by building boundaries around us by saying, I can manage that. I can manage my way around that.
0: Well, you know, one of the things I realized early on in uh, being a leader of um, a sizable spiritual community is the people that appear to be adversarial, you know, mm. because you you took all the courses and you learned all the Covey material, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you you know, the perception is, oh, here we go again. You know, mm. <laughs> here's this adversary, this critic that they found the one thing wrong. They are my greatest allies. Yeah. Because it, it doesn't necessarily mean that always what they have to offer is on point or that I could use it because, yes, maybe it is coming from their stuff, but there's uh, sometimes a lot of other people that are feeling the same way that aren't saying anything, or they help guide me to like a third idea of something I haven't even thought of yet. And um, I love how you're well, I, languaging I'm, I'm it you because you're you're this. languaging it in a way that would make a, a poster you know, much better than yeah, yeah. what I'm saying. Well, but it's I, I, so I true there there because... Too. It's, it's crucial to learn to sit in the space of those people that you perceive as being against you or being too much work or anything like that, because um, that's the, the, the melting pot of the universe. Uh, there's always going to be a group of thems and those right around us. And they also have a lot to offer if you can hear the language of what they're saying without the judgment of what you're saying. Did that make sense? Because I don't know it, if I could it, repeat it that or not. Does. It sounds like I've had some you know, good chocolate, but you have so much energy
1: uh, 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 and I do too, so I'm just getting all revved up. <laughs> well, the, the other thing that's kind of cool about this that you said, and I so appreciate that you pointed this out, is that most often the reason why we call other people critics or say they're toxic or say that they're you know, negative is because they don't agree with us. And the truth of the matter is, is all top achievers learn to put ego second and the best ideas first. And one of the things that one of my mentors taught me very early about wealth, I'll never forget this. I was meeting one time with a multi-millionaire uh, who very, very close to billion, right? Like we're talking, he was 900 million or something and change. And I showed him one of my business ideas. And partway through, you know, he was giving me some pointers on this idea of what I could do better. And I kind of resisted and I said, no, this is why I do this. And I try to convince him. A few minutes later, you know, he showed another idea, and he says, you might want to try this. And again, I said, no, 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 no. I tried to convince him. Well, after a while, he simply stopped me and said, listen, you can be rich or you can be right. You can't be both. And if you are right, that means you're choosing to let your ego uh, keep you from something better. And that's why most people will always stay the same. Their last two years will look like their next two years uh, because they, they're not willing to change. And, and you've heard the saying, if you always do what you've always done, you're always going to get what you've always gotten. And it's our ego that keeps us in the same place. And we've got to recognize that, you know, the smartest people in the world are always learners and listeners first. We're very slow to dismiss ideas until we've heard them out. I'm not saying that we always say yes or we always endorse what is said to us, but we will always listen to it and try and understand that perspective and point of view. And just the fact that we can actually validate someone else you'll find actually removes most of the toxicity from these arguments and ad that we have. Sometimes all people want to do is feel like they've been understood and validated. They don't even necessarily always need you to follow their course or claim that you agree. And so I, th- I, th- I think this ego thing, it's a, it's a big topic of discussion. We could spend hours there today, couldn't we?
0: Mm, and that sounds good to me because it, it's <laughs> so it's, it's related to our culture right now. Uh, of uh, always mentioning the divides, and it's just pertinent, I feel, and beneficial to a lot of people. And I'll hold with you, uh, Doug, wouldn't it be great if people enter into a a new year and a new era uh, being able to see things from a much broader perspective and have that, you know, the intention first, and then the ego second. I mean, wow. You know, what a what a yeah. difference that would be. I want to remind everybody to go to Douglas Vermeeren's, uh website, Douglas Vermeeren, dot com, And you will just feel his mavi- uh, moving and shaking energy uh, come off the screen. <laughs> you feel like you're <laughs> sitting right there with him. Um, I love your power. I love your energy. What I love well, thank you. is... Um, I've, I've, I've had the pleasure of also knowing a lot of people and meeting a lot of authors. And what I really, uh, I can say, adore uh, about you is you're modeling exactly what you're talking about. And I find no, that very, you. very exciting. You meet so many people out in the field or either that come through here and they just have absolutely no energy at all um, mm. about things that they say they're very passionate about. I love the passion <laughs> well, yeah. that you're carrying. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for modeling Thank you. that.
1: Thank you. And what, what do we say? You can always see how much somebody believes something by how committed they are to take action or to stand for it. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I, I appreciate that. And the truth of the matter is, is one of the questions a lot of people always ask me, is, they say, well, why did it take you so long to get the Personal Power Mastery book out? Well, the truth of the matter is, I wanted to live it before I could teach it. And then I wanted to teach it and get results with others before I would share it in a book. And so that's really, you know, I'm so happy that you noticed that, that this is really a way of life. It's not just, you know, simply telling you go do this and giving people advice. I think that that's a a very poor thing that we see quite often in personal development where people just, you know, they're very good at giving advice, but they just haven't created a lot of success of their own. And so I wanted, uh, I I don't want to use the word hypocrite, but I guess that's really kind of what it is. I didn't want to come across as a hypocrite. I wanted to be somebody, if I'm going to teach you how to build well, well. You can look at my bank account and you can see how I've done it. If you want to learn about relationships, I'm not saying that my relationships are perfect. My wife and I don't always see eye to eye, but we are in love. And so I want to make sure I had those kind of things in place before I could tell others how to do the same.
0: Mm, I love that. And I, I'm I'm so with you on that. I'm exactly um, the same way and that always have been. I love the story about Gandhi uh, perhaps you've heard it when the mom took her little boy to see him, and she said, um, "About sugar." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Would you please tell him to stop taking sugar? And he said to come back in six months. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that's she was totally so true. upset. Like, what do you mean? And why didn't you tell him then? You, you know, you could have just told him that. Then he said, "Because I had to get off sugar myself." I love that. That's so powerful. Yeah, and so spot on. And oh, yeah, you're you're definitely modeling all over the place. So this personal power mastery program, um, I understand people have been wanting and 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 hoping you would do it and offer it. Um, where is it leading people? I mean, what is the uh, what are the the needs and benefits that are blowing people away? Because I know they sure. are. Sure.
1: Well, you know, it, it's interesting. What we've discovered with personal power mastery is that. You know, over over the time that we've been doing work with the top 400 achievers and also with the people coming to the seminars, we found that there's typically five key areas that everybody wants to achieve something in their life with. Um, you know, those five areas just briefly are self, which includes self-worth, self-fulfillment, self-confidence, uh, spirituality, which means a, a connection to uh, themselves in a better way, the universe, to the creator, to whatever they feel is divine. Uh, health, which can include, you know, obviously such things as losing weight, getting better health, working out more, uh, quit smoking, eating better, etc. Relationships, which isn't just between you and a spouse or significant other, but, you know, everything from business relationships to relationships with a child to uh, siblings to parents to you name it. And then lastly, abundance, which is everything from freedom of time to opportunity to obviously money and these kinds of things. Now the thing that's kind of interesting is that when we ask most people their goals, what we find is they start by sharing their goals about what they want to have or what they want to do. And that can be again such things as I want to have a nice car, I want to have more money, I want to have a better job, I want to get a promotion, I want to travel, I want to you know give back to a charity, I want to you know you just add that. But the problem is is that most people don't understand that before they can do and have, they need to be. In other words, if we want to expand what we have, we've got to expand who we are. And so a lot of those goals with this idea of what we become, we never ever really talk about those goals. We never really explore those goals. And that's also why when we get to the end result of creating certain things, we don't feel self-fulfilled because the things that we create ultimately in the end or the things that we're working for aren't always authentic Kind of reminds me of what Stephen Covey said in Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He said that many people climb the ladder of success only to realize it was leaning against the wrong wall. And so, one of the things that we do in Personal Power Mastery is yes, we do help you get to greater feelings of abundance and better relationships and the health goals and all these other things, but we actually start from the inside out. We help you get the be right so you can get the do right, so you can get the have right. And if you do them in that order, things can now be maintained. And one of the biggest tragedies that I see in life is, for example, with relationships. We've all seen relationships where somebody to, you know, get that spouse or to get that person, they will be someone they're not. And then in about two years into the marriage, they can't keep it up anymore and they can't be authentic to themselves because they're too busy being somebody that, that, that significant other thought they were and then the marriage falls apart or somebody who wants to get the wealth or the abundance and they cut corners. And maybe they sacrifice, for example, their spirituality or their ethics to get money. And that's not sustainable either. So we show you how to do this in a sustainable way so that you can not only be the right person, but you can also have everything that you've ever wanted. And part of that, like I said, is finding out what you authentically do want in the first place. And most people never, ever have taken the time to figure that out. And they're too busy pursuing dreams that they think they should expect. or or desire but it's not really again that that authenticness that they need to be able to stay motivated and dialed into what they really need to do to get it
0: oh you're you're so right on and you know so many people say you know the time is now be in the now be present in the now yada 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 i remember a um a minister starting here he relocated um And he he came and he he knew he was replacing another um, associate of mine. And he said, oh, I couldn't wait to have our first meeting because I couldn't wait for you to tell me, you know, what the guy did because I'm ready to jump in. And I said, well, you're going to be disappointed because I'm not telling you that. And he said, well. What do you mean? And I said, well, because if he loved what he was doing, more than likely he would still be here, don't you think? <laughs> so yeah. so yeah. we're gonna create what your passions are, you know, so that you can do that. Mm-hmm. And and you're so spot on with you know what always gets me about relationships is that you know, people will get into a new relationship, and, and like you said spot on, they, they're not really themselves. And they wake up one day yeah. and start being themselves, and the person doesn't really like them. But they yeah, also they tell have. the yeah. person all the people they used to be with and all the problems that they had. So for the rest of their time together, people have that in their filtering system. And the least little thing that comes up, they go, Oh, I know you're trying to make me like so-and-so, and I, I don't get that at all. You know, because it's just so, you know, part of the past rather than just starting brand new. Um, My 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 wife has said to me, you know, you don't you don't ever really talk about your relationships in the past. And I go love them. But no, uh, because, you know, who I am right now is is what I have learned to be right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you even talk about that idea of now. And there's a few really cool observations that we made about now, like the, the idea of now when we were doing the interviews with the top achievers. One thing that was really kind of cool is that fear cannot exist in the present. present. Fear actually requires a future for us to consider. In other words, we anticipate an outcome that hasn't yet arrived. If we're fully present, there's no such thing as fear in the fully present. And that was interesting. The other thing that was, was interesting is that happiness actually exists when we also focus on now but with a difference you've heard that happiness is a choice we've heard this before right happiness is a choice but happiness also requires a consequence all choices have consequences attached and most people don't think about that in the long term so in other words they make a choice based on immediate gratification and you can almost 99 percent of the time a predict the outcome on a, a choice based on immediate gratification will never ever satisfy and so if we make our choices just a little differently and recognize that consequence right happiness by definition then is having peace with the choice and the consequence that follows we'll find if we start looking at things in that way we'll create greater outcomes better outcomes and more happiness in our life as well
0: That's a big one right there. Well, we'll be back in just a a few minutes, so stay with us today. We're talking to Douglas Vermeeran, and please join us because I know you feel like I do. You don't want to miss a moment. We'll be right back. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio.
1: the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. This programming is made possible through the generous donations of listeners like you. If you feel inspired by this programming, we invite you to contribute.
0: Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate to make your offering today. Thank you for your support.
1: Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Eric Butterworth, taken from the live lecture A Course in Practical Metaphysics. Emily Cady, in her Lessons in Truth, makes a statement which I think we need to kind of think about a little bit. She says, God is not a being with qualities or attributes, but He is the good itself coming into expression as life, love, power, wisdom, etc. He is the good itself coming into expression as life, love, power, and wisdom. In other words, and this again is, is shattering to some of us, God is not loving. So God is a loving God. God is not loving because the moment we talk about God is loving, we've got the anthropomorphic Michelangelo like God sitting up in a crowd somewhere with his heart beaming out and saying, Oh, I love you all down are so dearly as long as you're good. But I'm not going to love you very much if you don't go to church and so forth. God is not loving. God is love. To find out more about Eric Butterworth, visit unity.org. Have you ever performed a random act of kindness? In a beautiful new book called Write It On Your Heart, Unity employees make suggestions for random acts they've tried
0: or received themselves. The book includes 40 ways to express kindness or compassion and has room to journal about your experiences. It's the perfect gift, and you'll want one for yourself, too look for write it on your
1: heart at unity.org/shop
0: Take time out for you and join other like-minded souls looking to build their connection to spirit with the Unity at Sea cruise in 2019. Experience a spiritual retreat at sea as you participate in a special program designed to help you on your individual journey of self-discovery. Deepen and explore your spiritual growth with Unity ministers and presenters as you enjoy exotic Caribbean ports of call. For all the details, go to unity.org slash unity at sea now to make a deposit by January 30th and save $100. If you have struggled with low self esteem and body acceptance, it's time to experience radical self love with Dr. Ramdesh and the Body Temple. Every Thursday at 4 p.m. Central, Ramdesh guides you to live a more empowered life. Gain a deeper love and acceptance of yourself through yoga and meditation techniques. Listen in as fascinating guests join the show to share their wisdom and help you on your spiritual journey. Join the show with your question or comment here on unityonlineradio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555.
1: Welcome back to The Intentional Spirit with Rev. Temple Hayes.
0: And welcome back, everyone, and we're so glad you're here, and thank you so much for being an intentional spirit, and thank you for sharing this show with people on social media and, and your friends and everyone that you do. We really greatly appreciate it. And that's right. We'd love for you to call in at 816 251 3 555 five, 816 251 five, 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 five. I mean, this is a magic opportunity to be able to talk to Douglas Vermeeran right here and ask questions. You don't really get a chance to do that when he's on Fox News or our Fox Business or CNN or some of his other programs. So, this is the time. So, tune in and don't miss it. Before break, we were talking about his new program, the Personal Power Mastery. And obviously, he's the one to teach it and to facilitate a process. So, uh, Douglas, we were kind of sharing during break, there's some significant points uh, that kind of ignite within people the reason why this would be so effective and for this to be the program for them. Share with us some of those ideas in which you were thinking about and allowing to germinate uh, when you built this program.
1: Sure. Sure. Well, again, I think the strength of the program is that it actually comes from you know, the, the research directly with more than 400 of the world's top achievers. In fact, since the days of Napoleon Hill, I'm not aware of anyone who's gone out and studied top achievers to the extent that we did. And most recently, I had a lawyer who attended actually one of the Personal Power Mastery three-day seminars that we do. And he took me aside and he says, you know what, I, I just love this stuff, but let me tell you something you may not have realized. And I said, well, what's that? And he says, if I had one witness... uh, in a court of law, and I asked him to establish a fact, that would go pretty far with the judge. If I had three witnesses, that would go pretty far as well, but if I had a dozen irrefutable evidence, I could prove almost any fact I needed to. And then he said, you know, let's get clear here. You've got more than 400 witnesses to what success is with your interviews with more than 400 of the world's top achievers. The stuff that you're sharing is indisputable patterns of success. It cannot be contested. And then he pointed out all the common denominators that I had shared over the course of the three days. And it was really astounding. So we've had people who've come through that are looking, like I said, to, you know, gain more self-confidence and self-worth, more self-fulfillment. We've had people that have come through trying to find their spiritual path and their connection to that. We've had, you know, people come through wanting to improve their health and their relationships and obviously abundance and the things that they wanted, whether in their own business or working for someone else or what have you. So we've seen some massive results. But even more than that, we've seen some massive turnarounds. I've had people arrive at the door with us that were, you know, uh, on the... Well, I've had people who are suicidal come out. I've had people who are diagnosed with a terminal illness come. I've had people who've been through foreclosures and bankruptcies and divorces and, you know, even massive abusive challenges, and they've been able to find hope with the material that we teach in Personal Power Mastery. And for me, that's one of the greatest gifts that we have entirely, is that we can help people find hope. And so I, I'm excited about the work that we do.
0: Well, and the other part that I'm, I'm sure that you're impacting people that are on either pharmaceutical or, or doctor-prescribed um, medications um, and or uh, alcoholic or otherwise that want to get clean. I imagine that happens quite a bit in your audiences, especially with your three-day program.
1: Well, we definitely do see that a lot. For sure we do. Um, I I do want to share a caution here, though, too. Like, obviously, there's some amazing things that we do, and all healing and all change really do begin with that individual. You've got to have some desires that you want to do that. But I I also want to point out something that I think we all need to be careful about in personal development and, you know, life coaching and, and this industry here is that I think that sometimes there are coaches and there are programs that do overstep their bounds, And there are people who genuinely do require medical support and supervision, especially if there are chemical imbalances and things that they're experiencing. Sometimes there are people who legitimately should be treated by a professional. And so um, even though we do a lot of work with with people who receive amazing results and so forth, I think that's one thing that I am very proud of within my company is that we're very responsible. That if there is somebody that does require that professional uh, support, that we do refer them that that way. So um, I just want to point that out. I think that that's just really important to, to notice. Uh, and, and also, I, I challenge everyone else in, in, in this industry, if you are a coach, a trainer, a speaker, or what have you, please, please recognize limitations and don't hurt anyone by thinking that, you know, your good intentions are, are the cure-all for all. It, it's definitely not always the case. So please use wisdom and judgment. Oh, absolutely.
0: Because otherwise, like you were saying earlier, you're, you're just coming from ego. I I know for me, when I surrounded myself with people that were personally powerful, and you know, you, it goes without saying, when we're talking about personal power, we're talking about over our own essence and our lives, we're not talking about the lower pathetic power of assuming that we have power over others. Um, and that being said, I know when I first started in those communities, um, within less than a year, I had stepped right into my sobriety, you know, as a 29-year-old, and I've been sober for 31 years. So it it's that kind of thing that often, that kind of vibration, uh, when somebody else can kind of hold the space or on the collective people are holding the space, it's beautiful yeah. when people can get free from some of the things or their uh, their self saboteur, you know, that has continued to lead them in a in a direction that wasn't really healthy. So
1: it's wonderful well, stuff. I, I appreciate it's, that. It's just really great what you're doing. I've noticed that for anyone to be successful, there's really three things that they need. The first is a willingness from themselves. If they're not willing, it doesn't matter what else comes and follows, they'll never ever be successful. So that's the first thing the person needs. The second is, is they obviously need the right strategies. And the third is the right support with those strategies. And so when a person has all three of those things, amazing things can happen. And this is exactly what, what we're talking about here. When we're talking about substance abuse or people that are suffering from addictions, if if you're not willing, uh, it doesn't matter what kind of support or strategy step out of the woodwork, you'll never, ever beat it. But if you can get that willingness done first, correctly, I believe that the strategies and the support will actually appear and you'll be able to be successful with those. But that willingness is the test. How willing and committed are you to do that? And there's a saying that I love. um, You can't be 100% totally committed sometimes. You need to make that decision that that's who you are and that's what you value, and then you need to act accordingly without deviation. And so you need to make those commitments and decisions in your life, and the truth of the matter is is you're worth it. There's no one that can't do it. You can do it. And we've all got this brilliance within us. The universe whispers this to us all the time, that we are uh, of a very powerful nature. And then when we decide to do something, when we really feel that we're worthy, <clears throat> it all comes together. It really will.
0: Well, otherwise, um, it's likened to what you were saying, and and I would like you to say it again. You were saying something about unless you change some of the things that you're working on today, the next two years of your life are going to be the same. How did you say that? It kind of rolled off. I thought there's a yeah, poster. Um,
1: <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, long and short is if you always do what you've always done, you're always going to get what you've always got. And we've all heard that before. And yes. if you don't make any changes, the last two years of your life are going to look just like the future two years of your life. It's going to be it. the same. And, <laughs> I think we've got to understand, again, it really comes back to this idea. If you want to expand what you have, you must expand who you are. And that really does start with a a belief in yourself and an acknowledgement that you are worthy to have success. You are worthy to receive more. You are worthy of improvement. In fact, Socrates, the Greek philosopher, once said that we are all uh, teleological beings, meaning that teleos, means that we actually receive the greatest fulfillment and benefit or feelings of self-confidence, self-worth, and fulfillment along the idea of when we are making progress, we feel good. When we're stagnant, we do not feel good. And I think that oftentimes if we look at our most, how should we say, challenging moments in life where we're frustrated or sad or hurt or struggling, they're always generally attached to a lack of progress. Now, even though sometimes progress hurts, meaning that we've got to push ourselves and we've got to, you know, expand beyond normally the things that we would, we find that we always get far more satisfaction for pushing ourselves further than we do with standing still. And I think that that's such an important thing that we also recognize that progress that we make day to day and we don't sell ourselves short thinking that we're not moving forward, right? We've got to recognize that and we've got to celebrate it. And I think that's really important. Absolutely
0: and the what you were saying earlier you will never achieve what you criticize that's never. a that's a time stopper right there
1: yeah the the way that we say it in the training is actually you'll never attract what you criticize from a law of attraction point of view and you know a, a super super clear example of this is I often, at our events, will see people who say they want to be rich, they want to have abundance, they want to have financial wealth. And then I'll hear them in the hallway talking about how, you know, the wealthy people they know are crooks, criminals, and greedy. And that's actually not true. That's jealousy speaking. And jealousy is actually very counterproductive to any kind of positive attraction. And so we've got to recognize, again, this idea of jealousy and competition, and that that all comes from ego. You're criticizing something you don't understand, because you just don't have it. And the moment that you start opening to it and saying, you know, they're, you know, they're good people, I'm not you know, criticizing it and I'm open to this, is suddenly where those kinds of, that energy, if you will, opens to you and becomes available to you. Abundance creates abundance. And that's the only way that you'll ever have it in your life is by starting to be sub- supportive and celebrating successes. One of the things that I think has sounded me probably the most when I was interviewing the world's top achievers was that they actually celebrated even the successes of other people, including their competitors. And it was genuine. They weren't just simply saying, you know, lip service here, congratulations to that guy for a job well done. They were actually very, very uh, admirable towards that. And, and so I found that that was a, a very powerful lesson to me.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And they're so comfortable with who they are. And they they know that there's more than enough for everything and everyone. I think they all just, based upon the people that you mentioned earlier, they seem to exemplify and radiate that kind of belief system, which is very powerful. Hello? 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 Yes? Hello? 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 Hello. Okay, well, we're turning, tuning in to Douglas in, uh extremely powerful teaching of the uh, several courses that he teaches and books. He's been all over the world. He's been on CNN, on ABC, Fox News, Forbes. He is a mover and a shaker. He's a active uh, You've got me. Presenter. There we are. Hello. Hey. Hi. And, and you I was know just I doing a, I was doing a wonderful commercial, uh, oh, yeah. of you. You would be so proud.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I can hardly wait to hear it. Yeah, I had you guys. I don't know where we got lost, but uh, I'm glad to be back.
0: Yes, I'm. I'm glad you're that's back cool. too. Um, give us an example of someone that's gone through your course, because I want to urge people to go online. To Douglas from Erin, V-E-R-M-E-E-R-E-N, go to the website and sign up, subscribe to his e-news, find out where he is and when he's doing the live programs. This three-day sounds like it is just a must, you know, especially in moving forward with wanting to uh, get into a greater place of mastery. But I know that you hear stories all the time about people that have uh, gone through either your course or read your material uh, and I know that the stories is one of the reasons why we keep doing what we're doing. So give us a couple sure. examples of people that you go, wow, I'm, I'm glad that we connected.
1: Wow. Well, you know what? There's, there's so many of these stories. And, uh, you know, even in the book, we had a really hard time finding which ones we wanted to share. Uh, we didn't want to share too many that were like way, way like wow, miracle type stories. We wanted to actually kind of find ones that were sort of average so that people could, you know, have correct expectations when they're coming through. And, you know, there's a, there's a few that are even just going through my mind right now. And I think one of them was really powerful to me. And um, it really has to do with a, a principle that we teach inside the, the training called, you know, the, the, the principles called perception. And we've heard of this before, perception, you know, things aren't always how they appear. And I'll never forget, there was a girl that came through, or a lady, I guess, that came through Personal Power Mastery. And um, I haven't really ever told this story on the radio, so this is kind of the first time that we've done this. I won't use her name or anything, because um, I don't know how she'd feel about that. But anyway, so she came to Personal Power Mastery, and you know, we taught this idea around perception, and then all of a sudden you know, she, uh, she stood up and in tears shared this story with our group here. She said that when she was in her late teens, um, there was a family friend of, of theirs that had actually um, sexually abused her, and she told it to her dad, and her father, um, in you know, was just totally distraught about this. Like, this really bothered him, and as they talked about it, he said, I can't believe it. I, I just can't believe this would ever happen. And she interpreted that at the time to understand that he did not believe her. And so she became very defensive and bitter towards even her own father, almost to the point where she kind of felt like he was an accomplice because he did not believe her. And she started distancing him, herself from him, Eventually she left the house, would have no contact with her father, wouldn't call him. She went and got married. She had kids. They'd never met her father. Uh, and this went on for close to about 40 years. Anyways, at, um, you know, around this 40 year mark, she got a phone call from one of her uncles and said, listen, your daddy's had a stroke and a heart attack and a few other medical problems. And the doctors are saying, it doesn't look good. You need to get down here. And I suggest you repair this. Well, She didn't want to come, and her uncle said, you better come down here, and you and I need to have a chat before you go in to see your dad. You come see me right now. And he did it in such a way that she knew she had no choice but had to come. So she loaded up her family with her husband and these kids who had never met their grandfather and everything else. They got in the vehicle, and as she got to the hospital, the uncle turned to the husband and the kids and said, you guys can head on in. But you, pointing to the girl, he said, you're going to stay here and you're going to talk with me. And they went to a private room in the hospital and um, the uncle said, you know what I noticed for years and years that you have held a grudge against your dad. And I want to clarify some things that you may not, I'll use my words now perceived to be the truth. And so um, the uncle explained, I know that, you know, when your dad said, 'I, I don't believe it, you interpreted that meaning that he didn't believe it. Well, let me tell you what happened in the meantime, as you distance yourself from your father, What happened is he actually did believe you and he went and paid a visit to this family friend that had abused you and in fact he put him into the hospital in a very critical condition state and when the police came this family friend didn't want to press charges because he was embarrassed about what he'd done and he felt really remorseful but the police pressed charges they took it into their hands and so her father went and did six months in jail for this now she again having distanced herself the teenager never knew she just never knew he was missing for six months then she said when he came out this father who had now tried to send cards and make phone calls he never once brought it up that he went to jail he never once brought it up that he had uh you know gone to fight this he'd always expressed love and said how sorry he was that this had ever happened and you never once sent a card critical alert from microsoft your computer has alerted us that it is infected with the virus and spyware
0: this virus sure is around. sending
1: your credit card details, <laughs> Facebook
0: login, and personal emails to hackers that's not, remotely.
1: It's not for mine. Somebody is getting a recording. But anyway, so what happened then, this is where it gets really powerful, is she recognized that her perception for the last 40 years was incorrect. And as soon as her uncle had Hold said your- this, she was able to leave that room and go visit her dad for the first time with nothing but love in her heart for her father. And the crazy thing about this that she said at this Personal Power Mastery event is that three days later, her dad died. And she had nothing but regrets for that whole misperception that she had for close to 40 years. Now, of course, we shared with her in Personal Power Mastery a way that she could now honor her father by doing things differently going forward. But what a powerful thing to recognize that just perception, understanding it, just that little thing shifts everything for us.
0: Oh, what a beautiful story. And I I'm sure you hear so many of those stories. Has it also been rewarding? I know I know it has. It's uh, definitely uh, you've been able to help people have such a a different relationship with with money. Uh, People don't really realize that money goes for it loved. You know, it's like an animal, a pet. (laughs) Mm. You know, they go where they're loved. Money goes where it's loved. And I bet that's been rewarding for you to teach people that it's really okay to be abundant in that way and to have financial freedom.
1: And and the easiest way to say that is that money flows from those that value it least to those that value it most. Now, I'm not saying that we lust after it, but value it. We respect it. We treat it with the, the proper attention and care that it needs to be given. You know and there's also something that I like to tell people too is that money problems are never created by money. Money problems are created first of all by our perceptions and our feelings around money. And if we come at money with a scarcity mindset or a lack scarce uh, mindset, we will always create more scarcity and lack. So we need to understand uh, you know some of these common principles about money if we're ever to have any at all.
0: Well, you've been a living example of how to stay in that place of gratitude and to stay in that vibration. More and more opportunities and experiences and creative ideas come your way. Has it been a tremendous ride for you? It has. Did did you ever think as a little boy that these would be the types of things that you would be doing and expressing at this point in your life?
1: Not, not at all. In fact it's funny even when I was in high school I met with a guidance counselor once and they couldn't really ever figure out a job for me and my mother wanted me to actually be in, uh, in a doctor. In fact I was looking originally at becoming a cardiac surgeon but my, pro- my problem was, was my grades were not good enough for chemistry and so I had no idea I was going to be teaching this so I guess I am kind of a healer of hearts in a different way now Um, But I prefer this way. I think it's easier, right? It's it's more fulfilling than simply cutting somebody open and stitching a few things together, right?
0: (laughs) No doubt about it. No doubt. And it is a part of the great opening is the opening of the heart. Uh, Because the mind, which which continues to be trained, can only go as far as what it already knows, whereas opening of the heart is exactly what you're doing, asking people to view it in a certain way and to open themselves up to a greater way. You're right. Well, you are a heart surgeon in a different way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I guess, hey that's mm-hmm.
0: funny it's pretty cool so what are um, as we're kind of closing out our show what are mm-hmm. two or three things that we can do or our listening audience can do to be part more part of your work or is there something coming up you would like for us to know about
1: yeah well I, I think one of the coolest things that we're working on right now which is, is really quite fun is uh, you talked a little bit about our movies that, that we do I've done three of the top ten personal development movies we're working on another one right now called How Thoughts Become Things and I've got some of the top personal development leaders in the world talking about how our thoughts influence and shape everything that starts to appear in our world. And so we're excited. That's a, a movie that we invite you all to keep um, keep aware of, and as it comes out, I invite you to come see it. It's going to be really cool with some very powerful insights in it. And then uh, the other thing I'm going to share is if you like some of the things that we've talked about today, be sure to dial into us online. We've got a lot of free resources and materials that, that – are available to you. And, um, I know you've given my website address. Here's an easier way to remember it. Personalpowermastery.co will take you to exactly the same site. So personalpowermastery.co will take you to our site, which has all the free resources and links to videos and articles and social media stuff. And if you like our vibe, become our tribe. And if you want to continue the relationship beyond there, we'd love to have you at one of our events and, invite you to come out and, and meet with us personally. We'd love to get to know you and support you in any way we could.
0: I I love that. I, and you know, I, I love the book about the tribe and I love that you say like our vibe, join our tribe. That's really cool. That's and I like that you hold it as a tribe.
1: Well, that's exactly it. And you know, this is one of my favorite things about the work that I do. Um, you know, obviously I believe that if you're ever going to become a teacher, you must first become a student, and you should never, ever let go of that idea of becoming a student. And so often, even though you know I've got people that come from around the world to be part of our three-day mastery events and to visit us at other trainings, for whether it's the wealth seminars or what have you, uh, I find that a lot of times I get just as much out of spending time with people who are looking to learn these principles as I do teaching them. And uh, I'm, I'm always fascinated by the lives of those that come to join us and I'm also even more greatly rewarded by the support and the help that we're able to provide people who are on that journey of, of personal growth. The same as I am. Like, I mean, we're all on a journey. And I think we need to recognize that we travel in caravans. That's just the way life is. And so if you do get our vibe, become our tribe and let's grow together. Let's go do it.
0: It's really what it's all about. And we're learning every day. That's why I love these shows is I, I love meeting, you know, phenomenal people like you and, and learning to look at things from a different window or open a different door. And it, it's really powerful. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit today. If you want more information, you can go to templehaze.com or firstunity.org. And be sure to follow Douglas. Go on his um, website, Douglas douglasvermeeren.com. Uh, dot com and just douglas as a as a side note um my family um is, are for millions so oh, um, funny. <laughs> we're distant distant Maybe cousins a starting with somewhere. the ver <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> but i used to That's tell funny. my mom all the time i said the word million is in your name how did you miss that <laughs> it was so that obvious so funny anyway what a, so what a what a pleasure to have you and uh, continued success success and we'd love to have you on the show again please make time for us in your schedule and uh and be part of this community again with us it was it's been a real pleasure to have you and 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 see who you are and what you are about what a what well, a great you. experience it's been
1: thank i'm you. motivated you guys are awesome. <laughs> i look forward to working with you again this will be cool all
0: right thank you so much and uh, the best to you in your filming today Thank you. All right. Many, many blessings. And thank all of you for tuning in and be sure and be back with us next week. We have some amazing guests to look forward to. And um, you just want to stay tuned in because here you just never know who's going to be coming on the air and, and offering you a new insight that offers a better way of living. Thank you for being with us.
1: Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
0: I'm Suzanne Geisman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope.